0: Cannabis Business Minds, we train and mentor professionals, entrepreneurs, and aspiring entrepreneurs on how to confidently find their place in the legal cannabis and hemp industries. Come on and join us at CannabisBusinessMinds.com. All right. So we have a lot to talk about. So when you think about reducing spend, right? So when, when you think about an abundance mindset, when you think about building, 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 that's one side of the equation, right? The other side of the equation, especially if you're focused on, you know, kind of just honing in your finances and making sure that you can, you know, build a budget and stick with it is really to try to figure out effective ways to reduce spend, And even if you're in a financially strong position, this is always an important thing to look at. You know, you think about when a business is, um, you know, maybe facing a downtime, what do they first look to do? Unfortunately, they first look to reduce spend, right? And so, what I want to talk about today are different ways that you can reduce your spend. Now, again, what the impact of you reducing your spend is massive, right? If you're trying to pay off debt, all right, you're reducing your spend. You're able to pay off more debt. If you are trying to save for a house, all right, you have more money to put into an account to save for a house. If you are trying to build your wealth, now you have more money, more cash flow to actually put into a wealth building plan, right? So when you think about reducing your spend, it's not necessarily this oh my God, I have to do it because. No, it is a, I'm going to do this because it's going to help me in the future mentality, right? It's a very different paradigm. I want you to think, you know, there are different ways, especially when we think about, you know, our mindset when it comes to money. I don't want you to think about this in terms of having a scarcity mindset or a lack of mindset, but thinking about it as a way to shift around the money pool in your life or in your business. But we're really, going to kind of just focus on um, tactics so you can apply to either either or, um, because it's going to benefit you in the long run, right? So what, again, what we're thinking about is a shift in habit to benefit us in the long run. So the first one, if you are thinking about reducing your spend, is really to, to start thinking about, well, how much are you really looking to reduce? Again, we are not able to achieve our goals to really see anything through unless we know exactly what we're looking to accomplish. So the first step, if you even want to reduce your spend, is to understand this basic principle of what is my goal here? Is my goal to reduce my spend 50 bucks uh, a month on this specific item? Is my goal to reduce my spend by $3,000 per year? Is it, you know, so thinking about how you, why you want to reduce it, right? And how much you're actually looking to reduce it by, And when you think about this, you can start thinking about the different categories of your spend, right? So when you think about your personal budget, right, and we've talked about this in podcast episodes, and we'll talk about it in in a few more, um, are you looking, you know, holistically at everything? Is there one specific category that you're trying to kind of reduce um, that spend that spend uh, in? Or is it an overall cash flow objective where you're like, okay, yeah, overall, I'm trying to reduce this because I want this money to X Y and Z right so the first important thing when you start about when you start anything is really to understand and kind of set that goal is like how much are you looking to reduce right and then going in a little bit more detail what area specifically if you have that in mind or is an overall reduction into your you know your monthly cash flow where you're spending things i then want you to think about is this a short term or a long term plan Right. Think about the easiest way for me to think about money, money management, money growth, money building, financial health, and financial wellness is to really think about it in terms of is this, you know, a short term thing? Is this a long term thing? Well, we all know it's a long term play, right? And so a good comparison is looking at this, if you were to go on a diet, right? So financial gym, you know, physical gym, like let's, let's play along with that comparison for a second. So imagine that you are wanting to do something very short term, right? A short term diet solution is what? It's probably restricting what you're eating, going to the gym all the time, right? Just, you know, very, very strict, very, a firm and rigid regimen to achieve the results that you want. And you're usually looking for fast-term results in a short period of time, right? So imagine you have a special date going on uh, and you are really excited to fit into that amazing outfit, right? And you're like, oh gosh, I need to lose that five pounds or "I I need to gain that five pounds, whatever that might be for you. Well, you are going to apply specific tactics every day, right? Probably more intense than you normally would to achieve that desired outcome, right? So that's that's thinking about kind of the short term. And what happens with short term, right? What happens with short term is that we have a, a short term goal in sight we can sprint to that finish line, but we might hurt ourselves. It might not be so fun. It might not be so enjoyable in the long run. Short-term is fine. A short-term goal is okay, right? And just knowing if this is going to be a short-term solution or a long-term solution, so let's get into that long-term, is really imperative when you are thinking about reducing your spend. So, a long term solution, what is that? A long term solution, again, let's go back to the dieting example, right? Or the nutrition or the wellness example. If you have a goal to live a more healthy life, right, Uh, in terms of kind of your nutrition and your wellness, and overall, you know that you want to get off of your, um, you know, your medicine, your, you know, your pharmaceutical medicine to live a healthier life, you know, you want to reduce that. Maybe that it's not necessarily pounds and maybe you want to shed a few pounds. Your long-term plan is going to be a lot different, right? Because you realize that you're going to have to create new habits. You're going to have to, um, you know, certain things take time into kind of building that regime and that practice, right? And so when you think about building a holistic life, a holistic budget, and a holistic way of approaching money, if you're doing a long-term play of spend reduction, that's going to be a lot different than a short-term play. A short-term play of spend reduction, I remember seeing this in my 20s, as there'd be people that were trying to kind of save for a house. And so they would restrict themselves completely on what they would be able to go eat, um, making sure that they wouldn't go out to eat, even when they went food shopping, you know, putting their, um, you know, emphasizing kind of... If, areas that might not actually be so healthy, but in order to kind of save money and be able to quickly pay a down payment for a house, right? I remember that there was a lot of friends that kind of deployed that methodology. When they achieve that goal, they then change their habits, right? And so when you're thinking about when you're trying to reduce spend and you have determined, you know, first the amount, second, that amount is going to, you know, will, will be accomplished by is this going to be a short term play or is this going to be a long term play long term play is not necessarily as aggressive in certain you know things that you might experience kind of in your lifestyle than a short-term play would. So it's really important for you to really understand, is this a short-term thing I'm doing? Right. Cause that's a mental, that mentally, that's a very different way to prepare versus is this a long-term plan, a long-term plan? I'm in this for the long haul. I'm getting my family and my friends involved. I am, you know, putting in some good processes, some things in place, right? So very important that you, number two, figure out if this is a short-term or long-term plan. Okay. So once you've done those first two steps, as you can see, those first two steps are much more of your reflection, much more of your mindfulness, much more of you kind of sitting with this and really thinking it through, then we get a little bit more into the tactics, right? And so the third step, if you're really trying to reduce your spend, is that you need to do a good, good, good analysis on where you're actually spending money this isn't back of the napkin oh you know i think this is how much i'm doing this isn't just looking at that end bank that end bank balance and saying you know i i spent you know Twenty five hundred this month. I want to spend two thousand. No, it is looking detail by detail. Break out the bank statements. Bank out the break out the credit card statements for over you know the last you know month or two months and three months to really detect that trend. Go through them and observe, right? Observe where you are spending that money, right? Break out that highlighter. Make sure that you can kind of think about this in, in the different types of categories that we've talked about, necessity, you know, wealth, and fulfilling activities, and see where you're actually spending money. You know, that process alone, that taking out that bank statement, doing that, you know, looking at three months of expenses, you know, besides doing the bank statement, there are definitely some faster ways to kind of do this. That is your first step. Right? You want to know where you actually have been spending money and you want to see that in categories because when you can see it in categories you're able to put, paint a very good picture of exactly where you are spending your money. Right? So that's one. That's the first step of kind of assessing. The second step is really thinking about your daily money habits and what you're doing for an entire week in a money diary. Now, observing yourself with a money diary is, you know, you can get a small little notebook and what you do is you write out where you're spending money and kind of any triggers that you might've seen, right? And so what's cool about a money diary is that you can actually See if there's any correlations between certain activities, right? And as you kind of dive deeper into why do we, why do I spend this, or what is what is this really? This trying to kind of, uh, what am I trying to accomplish with this? If it's not necessarily a sandwich at lunch, right? That will give you some insight. So a money diary is another way that you can assess your expenses, right? So if you looked at your bank statements, credit card statements, and your spend over the last three months, that's a that's a very analytical activity. And if you start journaling in a money diary for one week, it's a very different, it's much more of course, it's quantitative. You're writing down how much money you spend, but it's also qualitative because you're, you know, it's a diary, right? Like you are explaining what you were doing, the emotions that you were feeling, all of that. So very fascinating way to also detect some potential money blockers, some potential um, areas where you're really jazzed about money, right? It's a very eye-opening way to shift also how you think about money while also assessing your expenses, right? And then the last thing about assessing your expenses is that, you know... One thing, and we talked about this at the very beginning when you're analyzing in categories, is putting that a new lens on it throughout this week when you do your money diary, right? So I want you to think about. your expenses and your outflows your cash outflows your your money outflows in terms of a few different categories right are these wealth generating activities right is what i'm doing is what i'm spending helping me generate my financial future is it helping me generate you know c- continued wealth or helping me build wealth is it providing me fulfillment is this activity that i'm spending money on if it's going to starbucks if it's seeing a friend and catching up if it's uh, uh, purchasing a new pair of shoes if it's purchasing if it's donating to your favorite charity whatever that might be is it providing me fulfillment right that is a very aha moment when you start thinking about what your money is actually doing for you, right? So is it helping me generate my financial future and my wealth? Is it helping me? Is it giving me in some way fulfillment, right? And then being able to really look into what that fulfillment is, or is this covering a basic necessity? Got to eat, right? Avocado, co- avocado toast is not got to eat. It is a fulfilling activity you could make that avocado toast at home right so remember the kind of the equation of basic necessities is that your basic necessities are you know helping you survive right so looking at those expenses when you are assessing them to really kind of uncover where you're spending money look at it into those three categories because when you look at it into those three categories you're not only looking at it qualitatively but you're also now looking at it how it impacts you potentially emotionally, and where you're spending that money. Is that helping you, growing you, fulfilling you, or is it maybe not doing anything, right? Because once you can make that assessment, that is when you can go into step four and you can actually build a realistic budget. So budgeting is a way and there's many different ways to budget, right? Budgeting is a way where you can build an approach to reduce spend, right? Um, there's so many different approaches out there, right? Any kind of finance guru will probably tell you about the 50/30/20. Um, you might also hear about kind of just cash budgeting and putting things in envelopes, all that kind of stuff. But before we get into the type of budget that you could be building, let's get into why a budget is nice, right? And and why a realistic budget is also very important. So once you've assessed your expenses, the next step really is to say, okay, so this is where I've been spending my money. This is what I know I really am incurring on a monthly basis, right? So I know that I spend this amount on groceries. I know that I spend this amount on rent. I know that... I spend this amount of X, Y, and Z in committed costs per month. Well, once you have an un, like a baseline, that's how you can actually start building your budget, right? And so when you think about building your realistic budget, you want to put it into these different categories. Holistically, you know my approach. It's to look at the necessity category. It's to look at the wealth and the financial future category. And it's to look at the fulfilling activities, right? Um, you want to first kind of break out that, um, break out your expenses in that way. And then you want to set a budget or a number by each of those line items of what you are planning to spend for that month, right? What you are planning to spend for that month. So you can only base your budget really off of your uh, historical data, right? So if you know that, you're spending every month $500 on groceries and you've looked into it and you you know you did your money diary and you started kind of looking at your receipts and you're like you know what i spend that every month but i really think that i could reduce this and it's not going to change too much by, you know, again, let's do short-term wins for long-term gains, right. Um, by $50 a month. Right. And so that budget line item for that month would be like monthly budgeting, right. would be groceries. You know, you've been spending 500, 450. And then that next month, you'd be analyzing that, right? So it's important that you set a realistic budget. If you went from knowing that every month you spent 500 and that you're gonna say, okay, I'm gonna drop that down to 200. That's a huge decrease, right? That's probably not realistic. Um, you know, there's it's going to be hard to achieve, and it's going to leave you feeling frustrated, right? I mean, again, you want to have a plan so you can actually be able to achieve that. So, making sure that it is a really a realistic budget, and. You know, shout out for all you women moneymakers, make sure that you head on over to womenmoneymaker.com, womenmoneymakers.com and check out the holistic budget approach, right? Where I go into a lot of detail on, you know, how do you actually set up that personal budget that makes sense for you and your lifestyle. So uh, make sure if you are in need of a budget template, if you need a little bit more guidance that you head on over there. Number five, right? So we talked about, let's just go through the four so far. Know how much you are looking to reduce, number one. Number two, understand if this is a short-term or a long-term plan. Number three, assess your expenses. Number four, build a realistic budget, right? So that. So those are kind of the first four things that I would suggest getting kind of in line to really reducing your spend. So the next thing that we're going to think about is, okay, so now that I've actually set this budget, now that I've analyzed these things, Now, how do I actually implement it? Implementation is one of the harder things when you think about achieving a money-related goal to do. Implementation requires you to feel that you not only know how to do it, you've got the good tools to do it, but you're also motivated to do it. Studies have shown that especially if you're trying to start a new habit and you fall off even on like day two or three, you're way less likely to achieve that habit if you can even continue that habit for like seven days, right? And so your drop-off rate in that first week is very indicative if you're going to actually be achieving it, right? So you can set that budget, that's fine, right? You set that budget, but how do you make sure that you are actually reducing your spend, right? And hitting those budget numbers. So, What you'll want to do is you will want to start thinking about tracking things daily or weekly. You know, so if you decided to implement that money diary when you were assessing your expenses, this is a really good way where you can, you know, at least write down, write free form what you're spending money on. But there is also, there are plenty of other solutions that will allow you to get a consolidated look at your um, your expenses, right? So um, there are so many different apps that can pull into these categories of, you know, what you're spending. So then every day you can kind of just look on it. So if you when you're really trying to kind of reduce spend, then it makes sense to just focus probably putting all of your spend on, you know, if you're paying electronically, putting it on one card, uh, unless there's a big reason why not to, right? Like it's a very fast way to, Um, track those expenses, right? If you, for some reason, need to put it on multiple cards and virtually that's kind of what you're doing. You're doing a form of Apple pay, maybe a credit card, or you got a few Um, let's a, I would love to know kind of why are you trying to do points? What's, is it because you're trying to kind of balance credit card payments? Like there's so many Questions I actually have, if you have multiple cards, so please make sure you email me uh, or or hit me up with uh, kind of some reasons why I would love to know. Um, but let's say you do have that where you're spending on multiple cards. Okay, so how do you actually analyze that quickly? So what you would want to do is you would want to use a tool, and one of my favorites, it's a bigger kind of process. So it's if you're really serious, is Tiller, um, which pulls in all of your financial data and you can look at that every, every day. Um, there's also several other ones that can do that. Mint.com is also one. So um, there's a podcast separately about this. So make sure that you check it out of uh, the best tools to, to financially analyze your spend. Um, but those are two of, I would say, the ones that I would suggest. All right. So that's one way. Another approach that a lot of people do is using this envelope system, right? So you say, okay, I built this, um, I built my budget. I used all three categories of building my budget, right? So wealth building, necessities, fulfilling activities, right? And I am going to allocate, I'm going to put a portion away in a cash envelope, You can also do a virtual into this much each month. So then you actually are quite aware of how much money you have left in that envelope, meaning the moment it runs out, boom, you're gone, right? You're not gone, but that category theoretically is gone. Now, you can do this virtually. You can create these like virtual envelopes, but the faster way, and if you're really trying to kind of reduce your spend, would be to do this with physical cash, all right, now, where the envelope system, in my mind falls a little bit short, unless you put this into play, is that if you're not looking how much cash is left and you're not analyzing that, oh, you know, let's say we've got you know four and a half weeks in in the month, that you've actually burned through, you've already spent more than fifty percent of the envelope in, um, one week and you still have three and a half weeks left. Right. And so you would want to make sure that you could track the spend against your budget. Right. So it's very important also when you're tracking things to say, okay, well I allotted 500 for the month, um, or 450 for groceries for the month. It's week two. I'm already at 350. How am I going to make sure that I can hit that 450 mark and not go over it when I still have a few more weeks left in the month, right? And so what's nice about looking at something kind of more virtual and kind of analyzing that data on an app or a tool is that you can actually do that every day or every week and kind of look against your budget versus an envelope system You can do it, but it's going to be a little bit more manual, right? So it's just a little extra work, but you'll want to make sure that if you implement envelope cash system, that you are really looking at it in that way. So let's say you say, okay, 300 for fulfilling activities. You know, you can even log that on the envelope, um, a little bit of a ledger, and then just know every, you know, every time that you're taking that out or even every, you know, week, okay, I've just burnt this much, right? I've just got this much left. So be very cognizant and aware of time, um, time left to, to hit that budget goal, all right? So, number six is create intentional blockers to spend. So, after you, you know, again, so that first, you know, first part of these, uh, of the process is really to analyze kind of where you're spending and and why you're spending, right? And so, six is if you know that there are certain, uh, you know, ways that you love to spend money. For example, like if you just want to, you want some retail therapy every Friday night right? Like that's your kind of jam. Well, you already know that's kind of something that you are going to do that you probably could curtail, right? And so being aware of where you might have emotional triggers to your spend is very important to being able to set up intentional blockers, right? But there are also some other ways that you can set up intentional blockers to spend. So if you want to do the all cash diet, that's the easiest way to put in some intentional blockers, right? So, you know, saying, okay, this is how much money I have, uh, saying, this is how much money I get every day, right? There's so many different ways to kind of saying that I only have this much cash. This is all I can spend. That's a really good blocker, right? That, I mean, the big thing is you don't want to bring that whole, that whole fund with you wherever you go. No, you're putting in some really kind of cool, smart rules. Another idea for uh, an intentional blocker is the 24 hour rule. So if there's anything that is not considered a necessity or above a certain amount that you would be wanting to, to spend, right? Then wait 24 hours, right? If you know that when you get that uh, sub email from your favorite retailer or from your favorite online store or health food company, whatever that is. And you're like, yes, I want to get something. I really want to get something. Well, make sure that you actually give yourself 24 hours to see if that desire, if that dopamine is still there 24 hours later, that is such a good way to put in an intentional blocker there, right? Uh, The last one is this virtual money wallet. So if and when the money wallet has completely kind of gone down, right, this virtual money wallet, you actually don't have any more money to spend there, right? And so that would be the other ones. It's, It's very important, especially if you find yourself that this could be a struggle or that this is going to be something new and making sure that you have those guardrails yourself of really being able to put that, that discipline in place. Those three tactics are a very good way to intentionally block, block some, uh, block some spend and then i think the biggest thing is to plan ahead right so again as you think i want you to think about things always holistically right so if you know that you are trying to reduce your money if you're trying you know trying to reduce your kind of cash flow and spend for something or you know save for something and it's very important for you and you decide you know i'm going to try this for kind of 3 months All right. So you know already that you're setting your budget, right? You're building your plan. And so planning is really important when you think about reducing your spend, right? How many, you know, how many dates are you going to go out with your girlfriends? How many, um, times do you think you're going to go to the grocery store? How many, you know, just thinking about your month in the, how many, or what I'm going to be doing is going to really help you paint that picture of where you'll be spending money. Right. Let's say that you have uh, your weekly or I guess probably your biweekly date with your girlfriends. Right. COVID, uh, COVID forgiven. Uh, This is a time when hopefully there you're able to kind of go out with some girlfriends and not have to wear masks and all that kind of stuff. But let's say you you know that well you're going to plan ahead, okay? So what you know am I gonna if you are drinking am I gonna have this many drinks? Am I you know just really being mindful of where you're going to be spending money? You know, grocery shopping I would say is a really big one. Uh, if you are not a list person and your grocery bill is something that you are trying to reduce, making sure that you've thought about the meals that you want to have for the week, making sure that you have actually built a list and that you stick to that list, right? It, I can't tell you how hard that actually is, right? It, it's the planning up front um, that is really going to help you at the back end with your budget and your money. So it's really important just to be thinking about and planning Not only, you know, today, but tomorrow and the next few months, right? And so planning ahead, one of the fastest and the easiest ways to plan ahead is really kind of just thinking about it on that monthly, like what are the big goals? What are your financial goals for the month? All of that. And that would be part of your monthly budgeting process. As you can see, everything actually kind of flows in. So, I wanna give you a recap of my recommended seven tips to reducing your spend, right? So, first and foremost, you wanna know how much you are looking to reduce. You have to set that goal uh, if it's a monthly reduction, if it's an annual reduction, and if you know the category of that spend, where that spend is. Number two, you wanna understand if this is a short term or a long term play. You are going to give different strategies, different tactics, and different energy if it's short-term versus long-term. Both are very achievable. Both are very different. It is up to you to decide what this is, short-term or long-term. Number three, once you've figured that out and you've been mindful about kind of your goals, what you'll want to do is you'll want to start assessing your expenses. We talked about the ways that you can do that analyze your spend over the last three months, break out the bank statements, break out the credit card statements, break out a tool, um, a financial tool that will help you with, with using some of that stuff, right. Um, to analyze where you're actually spending, observe yourself for one week each day, write in a money diary, a money diary, will, a money diary will give you so much insight on some of the emotional things that you might be experiencing when it comes to money. Very indirect subconscious type of things. Uh, Then I really want you to think about, as you're assessing, looking at your expenses in a different line item, thinking what's that Starbucks line item to me? Is that a necessity group? Is that a fulfilling group? Is that a wealth generating activity group? I like to think about it holistically, holistic budget-wise. What do we think about? We think about wealth-generating activities, fulfillment, and covering a basic necessity, right? So applying that lens to when you're analyzing your spend. After you've assessed your spend, it's time to build a realistic budget. That budget, that's going to tie into how much you're looking to reduce, how much, you know, if it's a short-term or a long-term play, and how much you've actually been spending. There's a lot of different approaches, but you know mine, it's the holistic one. Thinking about your expenses in three of those different categories, necessities, wealth, and fulfillment, and then breaking out what actually you've been doing, right? Your assessment and applying some realistic checks to checks and kind of uh, not physical checks, but checks is kind of making sure that you can check check in, um, that that new budget is actually going to be achievable. And remember, if you need any help, head on over to Women Moneymakers, where you can get the holistic budget, um, personal budget template. And then number five, you want to start tracking things. So you set that monthly goal, that monthly budget The next 30 days, I want you to be tracking things daily. And if daily is a little too much for the amount of time you can commit, then fine. Do it weekly, right? You are going to uncover massive insight. And you're also going to be able to assess, are you staying on your budget, Number six, make sure that as you are going throughout your month and as you're going throughout this process of spend reduction, that you are putting in blockers. To help you limit how much you are spending. So, we talked about the all cash diet, only using cash. We talked about the 24 hour rule, which is making no purchase until after you've really thought about it for 24 hours, with the exception, of course, of any kind of necessity, true necessity. And then, number three in that intentional blocker would be, you know, thinking about utilizing virtual money wallets, right? So, when, when it's gone and burned, you literally can't do that anymore. And then, last and certainly not least, number seven on the seven tips to reduce spend is to plan ahead. Everything, ladies, is all about planning. It is. It is, of course, not everything goes to plan. But making sure that you have planned ahead and you can foresee and forecast where you are going to be spending money for the week, right? Um, Any kind of bigger triggers. We talked about grocery shopping and a a new approach to actually, you know, if you don't build lists and all that, start building lists to actually reduce your spend is really, really important. So those are my seven tips to reducing your spend. I I would love, 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 love to hear how you are reducing your spend and how much spend you actually are trying to reduce. So please make sure that you shoot me an email, Simone at womenmoneymakers.com, and let me know what you thought about this podcast. And let me know what you are actually doing to reduce spend in your personal life. And as always, if you like this podcast, please head on over and give give it a five-star review. And if you really liked it and want to share it with a gal or a friend, take a screenshot and tag us, uh, tag the podcast on Instagram. Again, we are building our financial future together. It's so exciting. It really, really is. And I cannot wait to hear about your financial goals and how you are achieving them. Until next time, au revoir. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this, leave us a five-star review. Make sure that you share this episode on your social media and tag us in the Instagram stories. You can find us wherever you go on social media. Just look up Cannabis Business Minds. Have an idea for the show or something that you want to talk about? shoot us an email at podcast at cannabisbusinessminds.com.